And on the radio of the future, we need to worry about the water of the future, a lot of it which is sitting underground. Uh, in the next segment, I'm talking to Revel Poynton from the EDO, that stands for the Environmental Defenders Office. Uh, we do talk to them a bit here on Eco Radio because they are one of the instruments funded by the by people. They lost a lot of their government funding a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, that actually takes um action on part of the environment and uses the law to try and make sure that the right things happen i won't talk about it any further because revel uh introduces the edo and describes uh, its role in the interview i'm speaking to revel poynton at the environmental defenders office for southern and central queensland uh thanks for coming on eco radio revel it's a pleasure, Jeff. Thanks for having me here. Now, you've been involved in work around water extraction in the scenic rim in southeast uh, Queensland. Do you want to just explain what uh, the Environmental Defenders Office was uh, doing there? Sure. Just in case any listeners aren't aware, I'll give you a quick snapshot of who the EDO are so to contextualise our involvement. Um, so the EDO are a community legal centre and we specialise in public interest environmental law. So our whole role is to empower people to use the law or change the law to better protect the environment. And so in our involvement around water extraction, um, particularly commercial water extraction from the border ranges and scenic rim. We have been representing a community group called Australian Rainforest Conservation Society, who were one of the, if not the um, main instigators of Springbrook and um, becoming part of the or the Gondwana World Heritage Area um, being created around Springbrook and the border ranges. And they are um, appealing a new commercial water extraction application that was made uh, right next to the, that World Heritage Rainforest. Um, and so we're, we're representing their interests in the Planning and Environment Court in Queensland to try to uh, stop that commercial water extraction application being approved, or at least to get strong conditions so that it um, minimises the impact it will have on the local rainforest. Where and what, does, what do you think that impact might be? What's the nature of the concern? Well, the key is, even though commercial water extraction has been improved for, uh, sorry, approved for decades around these areas, there's not certainty uh, or clear understanding at all about what the impact of that groundwater extraction is on the surrounding rain rainforest. So the Queensland government actually even um, has a moratorium at the moment on water extraction, a further commercial water extraction license is being applied while they undertake studies of, of what the potential impacts are on the rainforest. And we're talking World Heritage listed ancient rainforest. This is and the the we're incredibly privileged in, in southeast Queensland to have this rainforest in our back doorstep and it's it's only one percent of the the previous extent of that rainforest across um, mm -hmm. this region. So we've really got to hang on to it. And I mean, water is such an important part of that, as the name rainforest implies, but also um, what makes a lot of those areas such important tourist attractions is the flow of water through the landscape. 
Exactly, exactly that. And this particular extraction licence that we're in court for Australian Rainforest Conservation Society about is um, upstream from Twin Falls. Viewers might have um, had the chance to go to Springbrook and see the beautiful Twin Falls rainforest uh, waterfall. And also upstream from the incredible glowworms that you find um, down in the Springbrook area. And they also... And, and, and that cave with the water, water flowing in through the roof of the cave where the glowworms exactly. are is just extraordinary. Isn't it? And so those... Now you said that the water extraction permits have existed for decades. Can we just sort of talk about the extent of what is happening there and why that's been a concern to this uh, group? Indeed. Uh, and it's not just Australian Rainforest Conservation Society who's concerned. The whole of um, many locals throughout Springbrook and um, the border ranges and scenic rim have been concerned for decades about this. And um, also the First Nations groups, um, the Coombermary peoples, some of their representatives have been um, working with us in their work to get better regulation of those existing operators. And so um, we're talking um, operators like Amatil Coca-Cola, um, up there who are extracting water for um, plastic water bottles that you buy in the shops. They're not having to pay for that water. And they uh, regularly, these operators don't have any cap on the amount of water they take. So you're saying they don't pay anything and they don't have any limits on what they can take? Some of the license is incredibly broad. And very, Do we know how um, much they're taking? Well, actually, it's self-regulated, and so there's very little understanding of how much water is um, being taken where they're monitoring their own take, and only when the council, cause so it's regulated by the local councils, not by a state government at the moment. And so, so that would be Gold Coast, uh, Logan and Scenic Rim? That's correct. Yeah, and so local councils also only have limited money to undertake enforcement. It's normally not their priority, and so I know the locals are concerned that they're... Um, has been very limited enforcement of, of the water take that's going on so far. Now, just a quick search of the web indicated that there's been quite a lot of legal action over the last decades against specific operators or to make specific attempts. Where are we at now? What action did you undertake recently? What's happening now? What can we do in the future? So we are currently still in court for the Australian Rainforest Conservation Society um, with regard to that one water licence in Springbrook that came in just before the moratorium was put down. The other significant work going on at the moment is there are the water plans at the state government level are um, open for comment, which everybody, if any of your listeners are um, here, they can put in submissions until the 21st of July to those water plans. We really recommend um, people concerned about And how do we find, the, what's the best way to find the submission point? Um, if you Google um, Gold Coast Water Plan um, or Logan Water Plan, <clears throat> you'll find the website. It's usually the first one that comes up, I think. Um, or if and, you're free and it, to So are those video. submissions to the local councils or to the Queensland Government? So that's to the state Queensland government. Um, and what we are working with the locals and First Nations to um, get through that process is better regulation of existing operators and hopefully through that a water licensing regime that existing operators would have to have a cap and have to have trigger points in their license because 
we're coming into the reality of climate change. We're already experiencing significant um, periods of drought and that's going to increase. We know that. And these areas are incredibly vulnerable to climate change. And so this groundwater yeah, is I mean, we had water being trucked. We had water being trucked into Bow Desert during this period. That's exactly right. And at no point do those operators have to stop pumping. Um, mm. And so you've got, yeah, locals suffering from not having no water and yet water being trucked past them from their local groundwater sources. It's just, um, and just for plastic bottled water. There are other areas you can extract that water from. If we're going to continue to use plastic water bottles, it doesn't need to be extracted from World Heritage listed rainforest areas. And even the Tambourine Mountain area, that's still precious national park and um, really precious rainforest area that needs to be protected, and particularly as we go towards climate change. So that's why it's so important we get better regulation of those existing operators and hopefully a permanent moratorium on any further um, commercial water extraction licences being approved. And I mean, just pulling the lens out a little, you've talked about the self-regulation, which is clearly a problem. And the extraction of groundwater is one of those issues that doesn't have high visibility. And, you know, there's still lots of questions around the um, uh, science. Uh, is there work that the EDO can do or is doing or is there activities that people can take to, you know, activate those issues? Definitely. Right now they could um, put in a submission on these water plans to say that they want commercial water extraction to be stopped in these regions. Um, I understand the the way the state government um, regulates is very much focused on what is the social license of these operators. And so if there is widespread um, disapproval that these operators are still being allowed to go ahead again in these rainforest areas, then hopefully we will have a chance of that permanent moratorium being put in and also a water licensing regime from the Queensland government to better regulate those existing operators. If people are interested in like help with their submissions, they can definitely get in touch with EDO for our Brisbane office. We have an email, brisbane at edo.org.au. They can just send an email in. Well, thanks very much for your time today, Revel, and thanks for the good work you're doing to try and save our water and the rest of our environment. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you for the good work you're doing as well. It's been a pleasure talking to you.